subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripod Blogs community at tripods.com, Jerry's place for canine amputees and their people. Silly Jerry. Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Tripod Talk Radio, and today is Tuesday, December 20th, 2016. We have a fun show for you today, for sure, with two tripod moms sharing their experiences and tips about three-legged dogs of all sizes. Renee will be speaking with Susan Marie about her tripod, Miss Olive, better known as the Doggy Diva. Susan and Olive host the Doggy Diva Radio Show in Sarasota, Florida, where each week they discuss the importance of animal welfare concerns, adoption, and, of course, the magic of three-legged dogs and cats. Learn more at thedoggydiva.com while we welcome them to the show. Thanks for joining us, Susan. Oh, our pleasure. Hey, Susan, it's Renee. Welcome to Tripod Talk. Hey, Renee, how are you? Hey, just great. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here today. We oh, we rarely get to, Oh, gosh, thanks. We we rarely get to uh to have a conversation with with pet parents on the show. Um because you know, we're always um looking for uh more veterinary um uh, medical information that that we can share with listeners, but you know, I started thinking how how really helpful it would be to have a, a first person perspective on on what it's like to be a tripod mom not once but twice in your case right absolutely yep Uh, we had a greyhound and now we have a little italian greyhound oh well well i you know i i was so i was just so intrigued when you first told me about how you got introduced to having a three-legged dog and so i wanted to have you on the show um, especially because I know that when you dealt with being a tripod mom the first time around, it was very unexpected and much like um, the situation that our listeners find themselves in um, when they find out that their dog has osteosarcoma. So I was hoping you could share that experience with us. And my first question to you is um, back when, when your dog um, Maggie was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, when was that? And um, and and tell me a little bit about the circumstances surrounding it. Like, what went through your mind, and and how did you deal with it when it was it was so long ago, and there was so little information out there? Well, and you're absolutely right because it was in 1999, and Maggie, we had adopted Maggie in 1996, and um, it was really strange because we were in a parade, we were marching in a parade, and I noticed that there was something wrong with the way she was rocking. I brought it to the vet. And she was limping, and he said, no, it's just because she was in the parade. So I kept watching her and watching her, felt the importance of an X-ray, and I was told it was kind of in my head. And finally the X-ray was taken. There was just a small little spot, was told not to worry about it. And then I noticed she was still limping. 
He took another x-ray. The spot had grown to a larger spot. This was in November. By December, she was diagnosed with osteosarcoma. Um, She did have her leg amputated. We uh, made a decision to go to a holistic vet. We met a wonderful surgeon and a phenomenal um, uh, oncologist. So all of these things transpired, and my husband and I knew nothing about any of this. Um, but she did have her, all of this happened within the course of a month. So, um, wow. it was, it was quite, um, quite a different life that, that we were experiencing within 30 days between Thanksgiving and Christmas, our whole life changed. You, you know, it's, it's interesting because, uh, the same thing happened, um, with us, we, uh, her got the news that our, our dog Jerry was diagnosed at, at Thanksgiving and, so, I, you know, our situation was, was a little similar uh, to yours, but, I mean, yours was 10 years before us, practically, almost 10 years. And um, I just wanted to ask you, like, how did you even think to go to a, a holistic veterinarian back then and, and on, an oncologist? I mean, that was practically unheard of, right? We didn't even know there were oncologists for dogs. It was really interesting because I um, – and there wasn't a lot – you know, working with the internet and everything, there wasn't a lot. I didn't know where to turn to. I didn't know what to do. Other people weren't um, thinking the way we were, that we wanted to keep Maggie, that we wanted to amputate. <clears throat> people didn't think that way. We're talking back in 1999. Um, mm-hmm. And so... I just started to reach out to people all across the country. I found a lot of people evening, and we were talking to people in Canada. We got a lot of information, and I found out there was a holistic vet very close to us. As a matter of fact, I still take Olive to her. Um, And, yeah, it, it totally opened up my eyes to nutrition, to herbs, to um, an organic diet, to different um, different things that actually that you have on your website. I went all over the country and out of the country to find and to learn about. And um, that's why what you do at Tripod is just so phenomenal because what I had to do in 1999 and even going into 2000, I had to do on my own and there wasn't anybody, there wasn't any pet parents. I had wonderful doctors. We just had a new oncologist. She was young. She was new. She just moved to our area. Very blessed to have someone like her. And as I said, we had a wonderful surgeon. He, too, had just moved to the area. We didn't have things wow. like this around here. You didn't have surgeons just for dogs. You didn't have oncologists just for animals. But we were blessed that the timing was perfect. We had a great holistic vet who introduced me to acupuncture chiropractor. Because with Maggie with the three legs, she needed chiropractic work. I didn't even get it for myself. Um so I learned all this stuff, but in doing that, I had to learn it all on my own. So there wasn't one place to go to. I was like going all over the place. I mean, I was literally everywhere and doing this while holding down a full-time job that required me to travel all the time. So yeah, wow. I had to, yeah, my husband was at home. We had another greyhound who was an epileptic, which Maggie was his, we didn't know when we adopted Maggie, we had had William already. She was, she became a seizure alert dog. And even though she had cancer and even though she was very sick, she would still alert us to his seizures. It, wow. She, oh she, she was a magnificent animal. She was truly an angel sent to us. But, um, but yeah, so. 
that's why um was very difficult in that during that time to even talk to people about it because other people didn't have amputees. They didn't have dogs that had, and cats that had three legs. They were like, what are you doing? You know? And right. we found, we, we ultimately found terrific support. And um, I'll share something with you. We, we used to, we had a dog park that opened up in our city. It was the first one in our city that opened up. And Maggie and my dog, William, we sat out and we worked with this group to get signatures and she wasn't going to be able to open up the dog park because she was on chemo. She finally finished her chemo. The oncologist gave her the go. She was there for the ribbon cutting. She ran like the wind. That was her first day out. Mm-hmm. She ran like the wind and beat all the dogs at the dog park. And people were coming up to us going, oh, my gosh, you guys made the right choice. We'd never seen any of these dogs. And um, it, it changed people's opinion on how um, with the right care and, you know, that an EMPC, that a tripod, it's it's okay. Yeah, you know, it it takes really courageous people like you. Well, it took people like you back then to to make that really tough decision because you were one of a kind. I mean, you know, back then if a dog had cancer, even if, if the dog was lucky enough to go to a vet that told the owners he had cancer, you know, um, most dogs were, were done at that point. I hate to say it, but, you know, people didn't investigate things like that. So we, we owe so much to you for all that you did to educate yourself and introduce Maggie to people. I mean, I'm sure everybody she met, you know, she just blew them away because they had never seen another dog like her. And it was, it was really courageous of you to do that. So I just, I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Well, and it sounds like she did She did pretty good overall, right? Oh, she did. She did really great. She had, as I said, she had great nutritional care. She had, She was, you know, it was like a science experiment, putting her all of her stuff together, but she was on great, um, her nutritional care was great. She had great, um, you know, medical care. She was on acupuncture, chiropractor. She had, everything was really good. She, she had great care and spiritually she was, I mean, she was like, she had it going, and it's, and it it was a really good thing because it it took a village to do it, but the village mm-hmm. was so far it was all over the place and and that's why now that I have all of it I I went I found you guys it makes it so much easier. Ah, well, well, you know, I we we developed tripods because we felt a lot like you did. We were lost and we we didn't know who to even talk to about about Jerry's cancer and his life on three legs. So, you know, we just put it out there on the Internet, and you didn't have that advantage back then. So you were literally advocating in person with everybody, and and that is so cool. And, you know, for a lot of people out there who are listening right now, if you're new to uh, life on three legs, you know, you, you think at first that it's the end of, of the world like it just feels so awful and it takes you by surprise you never expect to go through something like that with your animal and most people don't start out you know looking for a three-legged animal this is how it happens to them they they get the diagnosis and their their world turns upside down so you had um you had maggie for how long how long did she survive Maggie passed away in 2001, but it wasn't from cancer. It was something, something surprising came up, and she passed away. And it, it happened, it within like days. It, it happened very quickly, so wow. it wasn't even, 
Yeah, it was, um, but she, the time that we had her was so full and so complete. We we were just very grateful for that time. We're, we were so glad that we made the decision that we made, and she lived a full, complete life as a tripod. I mean, she she blew all the, people still talk about her and how she blew the dogs away at the dog park. I mean, <laughs> she was still so fast. She was a greyhound to the end, just running, running, running. Neat. Oh, that is so neat. And and so that she passed on in two thousand one. So along he, along comes Olive many 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 <laughs> years later. I, tell yeah. us how long it was between Maggie and when you met Olive, and and tell us a little more about how you found her. Well, it's after we lost Maggie, my husband and I committed to taking in. We would adopt and foster special needs animals, which we took in a number of them. And during um, between 2014 and 2015, three of our special needs senior pets had passed, which left me, I was so devastated, and so was my husband. So my sister had said, okay, it's time for you to start looking and adopting again. You really need to get out of this. So I happened Mm. to go online and I looked and one of the groups, local rescues, was looking for someone who had experience with um, amputees. They only wanted the person who adopted this one little dog to have experience with the amputation. She had cancer. They rescued her from uh, an abuse situation. Um, And so I applied. We met. She put her head into my shoulder (laughs) It was it was kismet. We were just meant to be. She adapted to my pack. They took her in right away. I mean, even the cat loved her. And um, wow. she had some health issues. They had to remove all of her teeth because of the conditions that she was rescued from. And she oh my had, gosh. She also had the exact same leg removed that Maggie had re- had removed. And um, we worked with Beth with the same veterinarian. And we put her on chiropractic care, acupuncture. We put her on vitamins. We put her on herbs. She went on this whole, we gave her, um, she had some food allergies. So we we got her on a whole regime of um, a diet, special diet, organic diet. And she's like a whole new dog. And she's so strong. And she's so, she runs with them in the yard. And she's she's just um She's a gift. She's with me every day. She's just like Maggie. She's my heart dog. She's. I mean, I love all my dogs. Don't get me wrong, but all of uh-huh. she's with me everywhere. And she's she strong She's like she's dog. like a yeah. She's a pistol. I'll tell you. <laughs> that is so awesome. You know, like you took everything that you learned from from Maggie, and and Olive was able to to benefit from it, and then some because. You know, things have come even farther in veterinary medicine. So now Olive gets the, the benefit of, of all the new information that's out there. Yeah. She sounds like she's doing great. And because of Olive, I found you. I found tripods because I knew I had to go online because I needed to. I figured that in all this time that things have changed, and I wanted to make sure that Olive got the best um, life just like I wanted Maggie to have the best life. So I happened to be looking for things, and things kept bringing me to you, and that's how I found tripods. Uh-huh. And it was like a one-stop shop. Everything was there. And it just, <laughs> it just like, made it – it was so wonderful. And, and some of the decisions that I've made, and even working with my vet, you know, we've discussed things. And 
we've worked with things that I've found on your site. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful what you guys oh, do. Oh, that's cool. Well, we we couldn't do it without without people like you who were there and and sharing their stories and and telling us, you know, how how their lives are are working out with their three-legged animal because it's a little different for everybody and you know um we just we count on on members educating members to uh let everybody know what's working and what's not but on a on a much higher level you know our dogs teach us all kinds of lessons and mm-hmm. especially the ones that that are quote unquote special needs which you know, I don't. I don't think there's special needs at all, but it's just a label that that we put exactly. on these really, really awesome animals. Uh, and I'd like to ask you, what are some of the lessons that Maggie and Olive have taught you through the years? Well, I have to tell you, like some of the things that that we may consider to be challenges or uh, the really or limiting aspects of like our quality of life. It's like merely just like kind of like a bump in the road to them and they adapt and they overcome to it so easily with with like care and with love and kindness and and they like never look back and and I guess one thing that that I really learned from this is um too with them is to never be afraid to speak up to ask questions to be an advocate to be this the, the spokesperson for your pet too to if you feel something if you think something please ask it and say it because you are their voice and and mm-hmm. you know and I and I really and I really believe that there's a bond and they know and they know that so but it's it's a very special um bond that you that we're all privileged to have with our pets and whether they're you know, as we call it, special needs or not. It's it's we learn everything from our pets that are different. And from my from my two my two tripods, I learn that it may seem like it's a challenge, but it's really not a challenge. They don't look upon it as a challenge at all. I found it so hard. Like I went through it with Maggie when she actually had her leg removed, amputated, and it was so hard mm-hmm. for my husband and I. And the vet said, "Sue, so it's going to be harder for you than it is for them." For her, she just got right up, and it isn't so hard when you're going through it. But as you're living through it, it's it is it does get easier and easier, and it's really not that difficult for them. And with Olive, she came to me with her leg amputated, and I said I have to educate myself on this. But it, she was okay. I mean, I think that it's always more difficult for us than it is for our pets. I don't know. I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I think that we put more responsibility on ourselves than we do. Then you know, the challenge is bigger for us than it is for them. They just know their love. Absolutely. And you know, if what would you say to somebody if they were having a hard time just accepting the fact that their animal is quote different now? I mean, a lot of people seem to have a really hard time with that. Whether or not the dog is doing fine, people have a, a difficult time with knowing that their animal is different from all the other ones. So if you had any quick advice for them, what would you say? I would say that your animal is really not it physically they may appear to be different and I've had a big animal, and I've had a very small animal. Olive's an Italian greyhound. She weighs seven and a half pounds. Maggie weighs 60, 
pounds. So I've had a large dog and a small dog. And yes, they do look different and they may behave a little different. But as long as you accept them and accept that, and you're going to find that people out there are so accepting and uh, they're almost more accepting of your pet um, when they're in a, in a, and for no reason. I mean, the pet's just as smart and just as kind. It's just as loving as it was when it had four legs. For some reason, mm-hmm. people are so generous and so kind. But it's, um, they're really not that different except for the fact that they are missing a limb, but there's really not that much that they can't do. I mean, I, I'm speaking from experience and what I learned through that experience. I, I would I would totally agree with that. Our our experience has been the same. And mm-hmm. it's funny because Wyatt, Wyatt is a German Shepherd, and that's usually what people see first. And then they, they notice he's missing a leg, and they're like, aww. And even people who you would think, you know, were, were kind of leery about, about Shepherds, they, they just instantly feel compassion for him. And I'm like... Yeah, Wyatt doesn't even know he's missing that leg. You know, you and that's what the whole thing is. Him. They don't even know. They think they, they don't even know. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because, like with Maggie, we I, I told you we went to the, the dog park the day of the grand opening. Out of all the dogs that were on the news that night, she's the one that made the news. I mean, she was going so fast, <laughs> and this was, this was years ago. She was just going so fast, she beat all the dogs in the dog park. Maggie had no clue that she was supposed to be going, oh, wait a minute, um, you guys, you want to go ahead of me because I think there's something wrong with me. She was like going, no way. I was fastest, and I was fastest before. I'm always going to be fastest. And that's just the way they think. It's definitely not a challenge to them. <laughs> that's cute. Well, yeah, and you know, Olive, she runs around the yard. She's very fast. I have, I have another Italian greyhound and a Chewini, and she just like, she blows them away. She runs, 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 runs. It's, <laughs> it's not a challenge to them. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Wyatt has has no idea he's supposed to be different. No. <laughs> he's like. Whatever, but yeah. um, I I would love to hear more about the the work that you and Olive do. You guys are out there every weekend making a difference for animals in Florida. So so tell me a little bit about what you do and, and why you got involved. Well, one of the main reasons we got involved was because of Maggie. We started um, a, a, a a local radio show and it is um for uh to advocate animal care and uh, we do a lot of work with rescues and a lot of regional animal work and we've um since become you know we interview um national people now we interview authors we interview um people such as yourself you've been on our show and we mm-hmm. talk to people who really make a difference in the animal community and this has been something we started we started the show in 2003 with my dog, Sophie. Sophie, actually, um, we adopted in 2001 when we lost Maggie. Sophie came to us, and she's an Italian greyhound, and she was referred to as a metabolic mystery. There were so many things wrong with Sophie. Oh, wow. And um, Yeah, she was our first diva, actually, and that's how the show started. And it started just to um, have people, sort of a place for people to go to learn, to um it, 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 kind of like an advocate for 
for rescue. It started, and then it just kind of grew from mm-hmm. there. And it um, kind of has a cute name because people don't, they see it as like a cutesy show, but it really has a story behind it. Like um, it really has a little bit of punch behind it. So, um, but yeah, and then we did is we have now Olive's our diva. Sophie has uh, gone over the bridge. She's now with Maggie. She's probably running around right now. And we uh-huh. now have Olive as our diva. And we go to local um, events and uh, we sponsor some of the events. We work as sponsors for it. And Olive hosts um, fashion shows and costume contests. And we provide the trophies and we have prizes and we do it for rescue animals. So that, and um, we had actually in our most recent one, which is a few weeks ago, we had tripod. We do have tripods in our costume contest and, and Olive is very well um, received as a tripod in our uh, in our local area. So um, and she does love to dress up so and then we also yeah. um, have a magazine <laughs> I that love we, her write for. we write Yes, she loves to dress I'm telling you, she loves to dress up. And then we write in a local <laughs> magazine also and we have a segment called Miss Olive's Favorite Things, which we which we recommend things that are animal uh, related, rescue related, anything to benefit the animals, or any you know it's it's all uh, pet related. So uh, it's called Diva Delight. So and the magazine is called Suncoast Suncoast Pet Magazine. Mm-hmm. And actually, Olive was most recently she was on the cover as um, a special, one of the special needs animals in the Sun Coast. Best cover ever. It's on our <laughs> blog. Our I, I will definitely post a link to that. Yeah. yeah. I love Olive's costumes. They're fabulous. <laughs> and I'll, I'll definitely be putting up pictures of, of her different outfits. But um, she is definitely the most well-dressed three-legged animal on the planet. Thank That's you. For sure. Sorry, I'll let her know you said that. She's sitting over there right now in her in her Christmas sweater looking at me. She has a little tree with sparkles on it. Yes. Oh, She's very dressed God. up. She loves to dress up. <laughs> so, so you do a, a ton of, of work on behalf of animals. And, you know, I know there's a lot of sadness in there. And I'm just wondering how, you know, you hear so many terrible stories and, and things that can just break your heart over and over again. And I'm just wondering, how do you stay optimistic and, and keep doing your work as an animal advocate? Well, um, I have to tell you that probably we start, my husband and I, we, we moved down here probably about 20 years ago. And we've been doing it for about 25 years together. Um, and we hooked up with this great group of people down here who were sort of um, from all over and I have a terrific I'll call them my pack and it's a compassionate great pack of people and we're the type of people who you could call you know I could call someone at two o'clock in the morning and say I found a dog in the street somewhere or there's an abuse case here could you come help me I mean there we have a wonderful um, support group of people who all have the same um, thought process the same. The, they think the way that I do. They think the way that we mm-hmm. think um, about animals. And there are no even if you know 
all of us have, whether it be a tripod or dogs with no teeth, like Olive has no teeth. I mean, no one thinks anything about it. We're all, everything's just the same. And, and I'm blessed to have mm-hmm. a group like that. And I, I have to tell you that sometimes it does get hard. Sometimes we do get a little burnt out. But um, it's very fulfilling knowing that you're doing it all for uh, the betterment of the animal. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for people like you, yeah, who knows? Like, like you said, we're their voice, and it's it's up to us to to speak up when when things need to be corrected and when animals need better treatment. And um, you know, we can't thank you enough for all the time that you put out there to to help them. I mean, you spent a lot of time doing that. That's really impressive. Uh, I appreciate I I appreciate you saying that because when we started the show years ago, one of the things that we said was that Sophia would be an advocate should be the voice of the voiceless and um it's something that we've been committed to um for years and we feel as though that these little animals whether they be horses or dogs or cats or fish we've had all kinds of animals we've had people who rescue tarantulas and you know all different kinds of people Mm. we've had on the show or that we've worked with or that i've worked with in rescue and all of these these animals, these precious little creatures, they all just need a voice and they just need an advocate, you know, they need an advocate as they do when they're discussing their medical needs. They can't do it. So it's great to have an advocate to discuss your medical needs with your vet as we do with, you know, with our own doctors. Sometimes you just need an advocate to work, you know, to help you out a little bit. So that's how I look at it. It's, it's, it all works together. It's like one big circle. Everyone, kindness and compassion Love, it kind of puts one big circle, everyone working together. There is no end. You know, there is no end, exactly. And the world is really, really fortunate to have you out there, Susan. Thank you so much for all that you do and for being on our show today. We'll be posting links to your show. And um, and just want to say thanks for being here. It was great talking with you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And and keep up the good work. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Susan. We really appreciate you and all of taking the time to chat. Listeners can learn more about your show and the work you do for animals everywhere at thedoggydiva.com. Find this and all past Tripod Talk Radio podcasts at downloads.tripods.com and join the fun for more three-legged dog and cat tips and support from members at tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Tuning in, subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts and claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.